0: the linkedin podcast network is sponsored by medtronic medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life transforming health tech from ai to robotics and beyond we're reinventing what's possible and we're just getting started visit medtronic.com to learn more Hello and welcome to our sparring session. In our sparring sessions, we invite our guests to showcase their skills in a realistic scenario. In these sessions, don't look at what I do. Look at what our guest does and learn from their style. In some sessions, I'm pretty easy to deal with, but usually my goal in these conversations is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare, someone who's unnaturally persistent, unnecessarily difficult, and at times a little bit socially awkward. I want these conversations to be more difficult than it would be in real life, so when you encounter these types of situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. We do the exact same things in our trainings and in our one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. I strongly recommend listening to the accompanying episode with our guests before listening to the sparring session. That'll give you a little bit more context and help you to develop a better understanding for the scenario. So without further ado, let's jump into this sparring session. Before we start this sparring session, I want to give you a brief introduction to the situation and a few quick disclaimers. In this session, Laura and I are a husband and wife pair that's trying to manage conflict within their relationship that relates to how we discipline our imaginary child. So disclaimer number one, Whitney, my lovely wife, don't worry. (laughs) This is just a role playing. It's not real. Um, Disclaimer number two, I intentionally picked a controversial topic so we could inject more emotion into the role playing session. So don't take this as any kind of endorsement of this particular disciplinary style. Uh, Whitney and I have a son and he's never been spanked. I just wanted to pick a character and a topic that I knew that I could play well. And lastly, disclaimer number three, for those of you who are interested in strictly business topics, I still suggest you listen to this sparring session because the skills that Laura showcases in this session can be applied directly to conflict management in the business world as well. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm
1: good. I'm ready to spar with you.
0: (laughs) I am ready to be sparred with. (laughs) Good deal. So let's say you just came home. I'm a little bit, I'm sulking and I'm not being very responsive and you're trying to get this conversation going.
1: Okay. Well, you know, honey, I, gosh, I mean, you look kind of down right now. Did you want to talk about something?
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to talk about anything, but I know you did. You sent me that text of we need to talk. So (laughs) I'm just sitting here ready to get my lashes, I guess.
1: Oh, you know, I I will be as kind as possible, I promise. There's just something really important to me that I really want to talk to you about. And I think that it's something that we need to make a decision about. So if you're okay with talking, I cleared my schedule. I'd love to talk to you right now if now's a good time.
0: Sure. I mean, let's let's try and get this over with. Okay.
1: Here's what's happening. You know, I'm feeling, gosh, I, I'm actually feeling sad about how we have handled discipline with our child recently. And I'm noticing that there's more spanking happening and it's making me feel really uncomfortable. And I'd really like to come up with a decision about how we're gonna discipline our kid that both of us can agree on.
0: Okay. I, th- yeah. I, thought, I thought we already agreed. Cause like you said, we've been spanking this whole time. What needs to change?
1: I didn't realize that I was going to have such a reaction to this and I think we came up with a good solution a while back and we kind of didn't talk about it. We just sort of started doing doing that, but it makes me feel really sad to be spanking because I can see the reaction on our kid's face and I don't want him to be afraid of us and I don't want him to learn that spanking is, is how we correct a problem. I really want to use something that's much more positive and uplifting and loving.
0: So let me get this straight. So the issue here is that you're sad about this?
1: I am. And I'm uncomfortable with our decision to spank. I'd like to come up with another solution.
0: Okay. So the issue is that you're sad and uncomfortable. Let me ask you, were you spanked as a child?
1: You know what? I was. I was spanked. How about you? Were you spanked?
0: Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was spanked. And I I remember learning from my mom that spanking was something that we do to get attention when you're in harm's way. So like if I was running out to the street, I remember my mom would really want to draw my attention that that was something that I shouldn't do. And so spanking was setting it apart from anything else. It wasn't dropping milk on the floor. It wasn't Doing something that I shouldn't be doing, drawing on the walls. It was putting myself in harm's way, and so I remember spanking happening. It was really few and far between, but I was spanked.
0: You know, that's the problem. You weren't spanked enough, and that's and that's why you're feeling so soft and and afraid now. If you were spanked more, you'd you'd be tougher.
1: Yeah. So I don't so, I don't
0: want my son to be weak.
1: Oh yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I don't want him to be weak either. I want him to grow up strong. I'm curious, though, for you, what does spanking mean to you? Why is it so important?
0: My family's been here for probably, what, a total of 30 years. And I, my, my parents are immigrants. I'm a first-generation American. Everybody in my family has been spanked. And everybody in my family, I, I don't want to be arrogant, but the majority of people in my family are really successful, really yeah, emotionally are. stable, and they're doing really well. And I think... Spanking was one of the um, the most important things that kept us in line. It kept us disciplined, and it and it made us stronger.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, tell me about your history of just your
0: experience of spanking. Oh, when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Sometimes I'd get out of line and um, just get a little pop (laughs) pop, and uh, you know, and I'd get back in line. They would always give me a little bit of a a lecture afterwards and then tell me why it happened. And they'd always give drop that line, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Maybe you could relate to that, but it would happen pretty regularly. I just remember that being one of the uh, the ways that we were disciplined. Mm.
1: So for you, banking is a part of your tradition. It's a part of your culture. It's a part of your upbringing and family. It goes a lot deeper than just Right here with our child figuring out how to discipline him, you're bringing in a desire to have tradition.
0: Exactly. I know the tradition in which I was raised and I know how loving it was. Yeah, it was a lot of discipline, but there was a lot of love, too, to counteract that. And I just it makes me sad to see that I just get frustrated when I see that different elements of my upbringing and tradition are just starting to go. I know uh, to a certain extent we need to assimilate, but there's a, the other side where it's like, well, then what am I?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really important for your child to grow up with tradition and knowing the culture that he's, being, he was, he's from.
0: Exactly. Knowing his
1: father's culture, his family's history. Okay, I think I'm starting to understand a little bit better. Is there a disaster scenario for you if we don't think if we choose a different route of discipline?
0: Disaster scenario. Are you, are you trying to, are you, are you going to leave me, Laura?
1: No, I'm not going to leave you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) No, but is there something that would be like the worst case scenario in your mind if we did not spank our son?
0: Um, I really, now that I think about it, when I think about the consequences of to spank or not to spank, I feel as though we have enough discipline and structure and love or within our family, that regardless of which way we go, they would be fine. I don't see any real disaster scenario. I guess it's just a preference.
1: Mm. Well, maybe let me ask this another way. Is there a disaster scenario for you with the loss of tradition, the loss of bringing your family, your rich family culture and history, and having our son grow up knowing about that?
0: I think there would be an issue for me as far as identity. hmm would I go as far as to consider that a disaster? No, but it would definitely be be an issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you were to get your way with this one problem with banking, if you were to have everything that you wanted, what would that be? What would that look like for you?
0: You know, now that you've asked these questions in this way, it, it's really uncovering some things for me that I haven't really addressed. And I guess it's not so much spanking in particular but just i need to find ways to continue to introduce our children to the traditions the various traditions it's not spanking isn't special compared to anything yeah. else so i think whatever it is we still need to have that firm identity of um, caribbean tradition in whatever it is that we do uh, throughout his upbringing
1: yeah I totally agree. I mean, I think it's really important that we bring all of the tradition, all of the culture and history, and we raise our children to know about their identity and where they come from. That's really important to me. And it is also really important to me that we find a disciplined solution that we both are comfortable with.
0: I agree with that.
1: Yeah. So as we're sparring here, (laughs) this might be a break. But as we're sparring, what we would do is we would then move into problem solving. But I guess something that's really important is when we talk about, these 69% of problems that are perpetual problems, you don't always find a solution. You oftentimes just find empathy. And empathy is where you're able to confront the differences and be able to live within the discomfort of being different and having two cultural differences. So we may never find a solution to this problem other than we've decided not to spank. That might be the solution. But it is an interesting thing that when you get done with hearing the other person's point of view and you switch places, then you would ask me these questions and I would share my background and all of that. Then we might be able to come up with a temporary compromise.
0: Make sure you keep listening to hear an in-depth breakdown of what worked in this sparring session so you can use the same strategies in your next negotiation. We'll be right back. Before we finish up this episode, I have a few questions for you. Does your job do professional development training? Are you looking for a workshop for your next conference? Does your profession require effective communication or dispute resolution? If so, a negotiation training seminar might be what you need. I've had the opportunity to do these trainings around the country, and I'd love to swing by your neck of the woods. Our customized negotiation seminars are as fun as they are informative. You'll not only discover the keys to negotiation and persuasion, you'll also have the opportunity to practice these skills in a safe environment with a negotiation simulation. And at the end of the seminar, you'll be able to communicate confidently, resolve disputes effectively, and get what you want out of your next negotiation. And as an added bonus, if you let us know far enough in advance we can get these trainings certified for continuing education credits. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email to learn more. Now let's get back to the show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Yeah, no, I think this was good. I think this was really good, especially since we got to the point where there was understanding. There was mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. And, um, Obviously, you you exemplified those techniques and skills that you mentioned during the interview, but also just some really important points that I think people might miss is that I think two or three times you said, I agree with you. Yeah. Always agree. I'm so
1: glad you heard that. I was being very intentional with that.
0: Yeah, that was smart. Tell them why you you did that.
1: No problem. So. When I say I agree with you, it's automatically tuning my partner into me understanding their point of view and that we are finding common ground. You might not find common ground on everything, but if you can find some bits and pieces that you agree with, that you're finding common ground, that you also feel the same way, and you're verbalizing that, we don't always verbalize it, we might think it, but if you can verbalize and say, gosh, you know, I want that too. I completely agree with you or I can see where you're coming from. Those are also really lovely repair statements that lets your partner know we're on the right track here. We're moving forward. What you're saying makes sense to me. And it puts your partner at ease to not feel like they're on the defensive, like they're having to state their case, but that they're just free flowing, talking about what's important to them. So I really love being able to say, I like that. And if also, we talked about mindset a little bit, putting our rose-colored glasses on. If you can be scanning the conversation for the positives rather than the negatives, you're going to find a lot of areas that you agree on rather than things that you disagree on.
0: Absolutely. And, and this is stuff that we see in negotiation too. By doing this, you're creating positive momentum for the conversation. Instead of latching onto those negatives and throwing it back in the other person's face where they feel like they need to defend themselves, where you're almost inviting one of the horsemen, you're creating that positive momentum that acts as essentially a social lubricant that lets the conversation flow in the right direction.
1: Oh, now I'm taking notes.
0: Social lubricant. That's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And what's great about it, too, is that when you went into this conversation, it was clear that your goal wasn't necessarily in this particular conversation to change my behavior or my beliefs. Your first goal was understanding. And that was key.
1: Yeah. And just if that is the number one thing that I could move couples into is before you ever enter into any conflict conversation, have your number one goal to be Understand your partner's point of view. We really try so hard to just sort of go da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da and try to force our opinions and beliefs down our partner's throat, and that never, ever gets heard. Your partner's going to shut down immediately. They're going to stonewall, get defensive, counterattack, and so if you open it up and just say, Yeah, just tell me where you're coming from. Why is this so important to you? What's the meaning behind all of this? What do you want? then you can come up with a solution that fits
0: both of you. Right. And and it takes a lot of pressure off of your shoulders when it comes to performance. Because I think in these conversations, one of the things that puts a lot of pressure on us is the fact that we need, we believe that we need to state our case. We believe that right. we need to come up with some incredibly eloquent and persuasive way to to get this person to agree with us, to convince right. them. But right. what's really interesting is that the the best the best way to do it is by talking less and asking more questions
1: oh man you nailed it agreed
0: perfect man this is so good okay so when (laughs) when your podcast launches and gets off the ground um we will have to have you back on to talk about uh, something else because this was really good Awesome.
1: yeah i had a lot of fun i enjoy this
0: thank you hey thanks for listening to this week's episode Are you finding this information helpful? If you are, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I look at every single review and knowing that this content is helpful is what fuels my passion. Negotiate Anything is now the top-ranked negotiation and conflict resolution podcast in the nation, thanks to awesome listeners like you. We are creeping up on 200,000 downloads and we have listeners in 140 countries. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support. Lastly, if you haven't yet, please reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. Everyone who connects with me gets a personal message from me. Eventually, it takes time uh, because I've been getting a lot more. I think I have 200 new invites to go through, but I want to keep hearing from you because it's your feedback and suggestions that made the show what it is today. So keep those suggestions coming and LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to me. Thank you again for listening, and I will catch you in the next one.